In the holy name of Jesus, amen. This is a story about things getting better. It's a story about things getting better even when it seems that all is lost. Gardens have a special place in the scripture. Heaven is a garden, the church is a vineyard, scripture starts and ends in the Garden of Eden. Each of these gardens is marked by love, by joy, by peace and beauty and community. The gospel for today starts by mixing a metaphor. There is a fig tree, but it is planted in a vineyard. That's a clue. A vineyard makes its money from grapes. So a fig tree planted in a vineyard is there for pleasure and not for profit. Whoever planted that fig tree in a vineyard just wanted to have a little fun. That's how it was in the Garden of Eden. Joy was the order of the day, mystery, surprise, delight, gratitude, happiness. All of those were a way of life. There were no pietists in the Garden of Eden. Of course, you also know that these gardens haven't worked out so well. Eden went bad. The church went bad. The fig tree in the story for today went bad. And we've gone bad too. At times, we have sometimes gone very bad. But this is a story about things getting better, even when it seems that all is lost. The story starts with a failure. A fig tree is supposed to bear fruit every year. But this one won't play along. For three years, this tree has been a bust. The owner has a simple solution for his sense of loss, disappointment, and frustration. Cut it down. Why should it spoil the ground? Why should it spoil the view? Why should it spoil the vineyard? Frankly, why should one bad tree ruin the fun for everybody else. He has a point. When gardens are filled with plants that don't bear fruit, plants that take up space and take up sun and take up nutrients and even take up the gardener's time, without adding anything to the love, the joy, the peace, and the beauty, to the mystery, the surprise, the delight, the gratitude, and the happiness of the community, then it is decision time. Of course, churches are filled with folks like this too. So how are things ever going to get better? Jesus' answer is time and grace. How do things get better even when it seems that all is lost? Jesus says, by delivering huge amounts of grace during a limited period of time. We see this when the gardener begs his boss for just one more chance. Just let it be for one more year. Just let it all go for one more cycle. Just have a little more patience. Just let things play out. Just give me a little more time. And then, if nothing changes by this time next year, you come back and cut it down. During that time, the gardener plans to work very hard. 
You all know that things damaged and dying do not, and in fact cannot, fix themselves. It is true in the church, too. When it comes to things gone very bad, time does not heal. At least, time all by itself does not heal. Sins don't just go away. And broken and dying things don't get any better all by themselves. They don't get better by ignoring them. So once things have gone very bad, you can't just carry on as if nothing happened. You can't just do the same old things and expect different results. Change takes an agent. Change takes a gardener. In this case, change takes a Jesus. But even with time, only grace can resurrect this tree. From last week, you remember that grace is not a thing. Grace is the presence of a person. And in this story of the fig tree, the person is Christ. Grace is the presence of Christ. So to fix what's broken, to right what has gone wrong, the gardener needs both time and grace. One of the most fascinating things about this story is that in Greek, the language in which this story was written in the New Testament Time and grace are the same word, office. Office means let it be or let it alone. Take some time, be patient with it, tolerate it, suffer it, office it. Just, just let it be. Just give it some time. Just leave the tree alone for now and let me work on it for another year. But office also means Pardon it, forgive it, or even give it peace. And so the gardener is not only asking his boss for time, but also for grace. The gardener is also saying, opposite, just give it a little grace, just pardon the tree, just forgive it. Just leave it in peace for one more year and let me work with it. By now, it probably won't surprise you to know that this is also the very same word that Jesus uses on the cross as soon as the nails have been driven through his hands and his feet. As soon as he is hanging there in the clench of death, office them, Father. Pardon them, Father. Tolerate them, Father. Please be patient with them, Father. Let me work on them for a while. Or as you know it, Father, forgive them. Father, office them. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So now we put it all together. Of course, in this story, you are the dead. Dead tree, dead wood, dead useless, dead as a doornail, dead, 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 dead. And in this story, Jesus is the gardener. He is the one ready to put in the hours and the effort. The one who comes again this morning with time and grace. He comes to rouse you and to raise you and to change you. He comes to make your wrongs right. He comes to forgive you even when you have gone very bad. And then he also makes you good for something. 
the story ends with a word that is not a church word. In fact, it is a word that is used only one time in all of Scripture. If you grew up on a farm, you know exactly what Jesus is talking about. But the rest of us don't have to work very hard to understand it either. Lord, if you could just let these folks at St. John alone for one more year, if you could just wait a bit longer before you cut them down, even though they've gone bad, and at times very bad now for three years, then I will spend the next year with them in grace. I will dig around them. I will fertilize them. Or as you know it from the King James Version, I will dung them. So much of life's real work isn't pretty. We've learned that together with our wrongs and also in our attempts to make things right. But this is a story about second chances. This is a story about things getting better even when it seems that all is lost. And Jesus does, in fact, know what he is doing. He is very good in the garden. Jesus is very good in the garden. And he's also very good on the cross and very good here in our midst. He looks at you and he says to his heavenly father, they look dead, but I see possibility. Give them some time. Time will help. Put my name on them in baptism. That should help. Give them holy absolution. That should help. Put my body and blood into them at the Eucharist. That should help them. Getting things forgiven is dirty, smelly work. Being patient and calm with those who have wronged you taking the time to go to them face to face and not talk about them behind their backs, speaking quietly and kindly, and working things through. That is dirty, smelly work. And hardly anybody can be convinced to do it, at least at first. But over time, you get used to it. Like a farmer gets used to the smell of his work. And eventually, like all hard work and all good fertilizer, it pays off. So what's your takeaway today? You can stay put right where you are, go on as before with nothing done. You've got no time for this, no will for this, no strength for this, and so grace is refused. But you should know that staying put means judgment. Choose that path, and next year at this time, you will face the boss all by yourself. Good luck with that. Or you can try something new. You can try a little Jesus. You can try a little grace. Directly applied. Precisely to where it hurts. And spaded in well by Jesus himself over time with grace. The presence of Jesus who changes things for the better. Who resurrects the dead. Jesus, who is now here with us, with his body and his blood at the Eucharist, the very same body and blood through which those nails were driven. If that's true, nothing can go on as it did before. That would be the best use of this story in this place, on this day, and in this community, in God's garden. After all, this is a story about things getting better. 
So in the end, this is a story about hope. Already in Lent 3, this is a story of resurrection. This is a story about returning to a place marked by love and beauty and peace and community, where joy is the order of the day, where mystery and surprise and delight and respect and happiness are a way of life. In the end, this is a story about having a little bit of heaven here on earth and having it now, right now. And it is yours today if you will only have it. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.